Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. Is this thing gone? I said shots to Nick and Dawn. Him on the air radio every Sunday night, man. What up? Red Dragons. Shout out to the boy, Nick. I see you done. You about to witness the real talk, real talk. Put it in your air. We reach it for the sky, but we put it in the air. Not a glass jar, but I tell it to you clear. Am I on the air? We rock. Here's your whip, man. Am I on the air? Here's this mic here for nothing. My demographic pull do box office numbers. Weekend reviews said we number one getters. Now y'all all here, we're number one getters. Uh, turn it on, Nick and Dawn. And I'm like, turn it up, what the fuck, eh? We air it out, wear it out, and we winning. Him on the air, follow back, and we trending. You can't tell me what I bet not be. Don't give a FCK about the FCC. I'm the head for the hellas, voice for the voices. Him on the air, Sunday night, and I'm off this. of Am I on the Air on this lovely April the 27th, 2014. This is Season 8, Episode 12, Shit Mansions. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Don Mega. And, um, yeah, we got a jam-packed edition here. I'm going to get you, as we always do, up to speed on all the latest and greatest movie and entertainment-related news. Um, going to review Brick Mansions here tonight. And then on top of that, it's... Uh, Starting on Friday, the summer movie season officially kicks in, so as we always do on this show, I'm going to actually run you down my most anticipated films of the summer 2014, so uh, got a list of movies here panned out and put in order, Uh, it's going to be a pretty good summer movie season, and uh, excited to talk about it, so let's not waste any time, let's jump straight into it with our movie review. So yes, our movie review is Brick Mansions, the last completed film of Paul Walker. And in case you've been living under a rock, everybody knows back in November, Paul Walker passed away uh, in a horrific uh, automobile accident. And, um, you know, before this movie came out, I was reading about how this was a passion project for him, and he really wanted to do this film, and, um, so I was like, you know, that's really, really cool, and I hope they did a great job, and I saw the trailers, and I I was pretty excited, I was pretty excited, you know, I said, looks pretty silly, (laughs) it looks, you know, like a very light concept, um, but it looks like the action's gonna be pretty tight, and it'll be a fun film. This is a English language remake of a French film from back in 2002 or 4 uh called District B13. And I had not seen the original version. Um my brother-in-law that I saw the movie with, uh he had seen the original so he was kind of like, "Eh, you know, we'll see. You know, see how this how this new version goes." And uh so I went in with a with an open mind. Um 
I'm, I'm still scratching my head two days later after I saw the film. It was pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. Coming out of the theater, my first words to my brother-in-law was, thank God he has Fast and Furious 7 coming out next year, and that his career is not ending on the note of a brick mansions, because he'd probably be turning in his grave. Um, I really like Paul Walker, and I've really enjoyed pretty much every film the dude's done. Uh, even all the direct-to-video stuff. So, you know, for me, I went into this film thinking it's going to be stupid, it's going to be silly, uh, but the action will be cool enough to hold me over. Well, it was silly, and it was stupid, uh, but even the action could not hold me over. It was over-the-top... It it did the slow motion freeze frame type action, which in some movies like 300 and stuff like that, I really like that. In this film, it just didn't fit at all. And it was a letdown. It really, really was. And there was multiple parts of this film where I literally found myself laughing out loud. And it's not a comedy. <laughs> Nobody was expecting you know, you to laugh, but me and my brother-in-law, we kept looking at each other and, and kind of smirking and laughing under our breath at so many, you know, of the one-liners in this film and the dialogue, and it was just so cheesy. And I just... I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed in this film because I wanted it to do so well for Paul, you know, being it's his last completed film... And once, you know, you hear about how much of a passion project this was, I'm just like, what, what happened? What happened here? It was just so bad. And then the film tries to do, um, a twist at the end and the twist is just laughable. I mean, they pull a twist that is so stupid that you're just like, really? Like, do they consider everyone watching this film to be a bunch of idiots that this would ever happen? It, it just makes no sense, and I really want to get into it and explain it, but, you know, the movie just came out a couple of days ago, and I don't want to give away any spoilers. So I'm biting my tongue a lot, because I really want to talk about all the stupid shit this film did, and it did a lot. Um, RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan... I beg you once again, stop acting, stop making movies, you're a horrible actor, and, you know, that w going into this film, that was the one downside I knew I was going to have to deal with, was RZA, and he wasn't even the worst part of this film, <laughs> so, um, yeah, just horrible, I don't know what else to say. In my star scale, I give Brick Mansions 1 out of 5. That's right, one out of five. I don't give ones too often, because ones really, truly mean it sucks. And and for the most part, you know, if I go to see a movie in the theater, it's usually something I'm pretty sure is going to be pretty decent, you know. So, worst case scenario, maybe two stars. And at one point of this film, I was like, this is definitely going to be a two-star film, or maybe I'll even give the film two stars just for Paul Walker. But on the on my scale, two stars means the film's okay. This film is not okay. 
it's horrible. And I recommend to anyone to save your money and don't waste it on this. Um, I, I would I would suggest that you go out and you rent this when it comes out because you'll want to see it for just the pure entertainment factor of how stupid it is. So, from that aspect, go rent it later. But for the theater, please don't don't waste your money. As much as I want everyone to go out and support Paul Walker, just go out and support Fast and Furious Seven because this is not the film to do it on. Uh, what I'll say, you know, basically the gist of the film, because I didn't even talk about that, but the gist of the film is that there's a part of Detroit, the film's set in 2018, I believe, and there's a part of Detroit that is so bad, so run down, and filled with, you know, outlaws and just gangbangers, drug dealers, that the city put a wall up around it, and they titled it Brick Mansions. Um, in the original film, that was District B-13. Uh, so, Paul Walker plays an undercover cop in the film, and there's a bomb in Brick Mansions, and the mayor of Detroit sends Paul Walker into Brick Mansions because he's familiar with the with the layout of the place, to go defuse the bomb so that, you know, it doesn't blow up and kill everybody in Brick Mansions. Uh, and then, of course, everything else goes awry. Like I said, you got Rizzo playing the bad guy. You have David Bell, who created Parkour, and David Bell was in the original French film, and he's in this as well, playing the same role. And uh, he was really cool, um, especially, like, the action stuff. Um, but... It still can't save the film. There's a really cool scene in the beginning of the film um, where he's getting chased and he's running across rooftops and he's going through all the buildings and he's doing a lot of the parkour stuff. That was amazing. And that's like the first five minutes of the movie and I was I was like, this is going to be a pretty cool movie if it keeps up this pace. And then it just went downhill after that. So, yeah. So, hence why tonight's episode is called Shit Mansions, because I feel like I saw a big steaming pile of shit at the movie theater Friday night, and I'm very, very disappointed. So yes, one out of five. Everybody's very shocked to see it. Like I said, I wanted to give it two, at least two for Paul, and I just couldn't do it. Like I said, two means the film's okay, and I couldn't even say that it was okay, because so much of it was just so over-the-top stupid that I could not wrap my head around it no matter what. Um, after leaving the film, I was very curious about the original film. And for those of you that have Netflix, the original is actually available to stream on Netflix. So last night, I watched District B-13. And I gotta say, it was a lot better than Brick, <laughs> than Brick Mansions. Uh, for being in subtitles and everything, and I don't even like subtitle movies, um, it, it, it was... It flowed a lot better, and it didn't come off as cheesy as Brick Mansions did. And the funny thing is, is that Brick Mansions really is almost a shot-for-shot duplicate of District B-13. I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, they did that scene. Oh my god, they did that scene. Oh my god, they did that scene exactly that way. So the film, if you want to see Brick Mansions, but you don't want to go to the theater, just go watch District B-13 on Netflix, and you'll get an idea of exactly what happens in the other film. Um, just re just in your mind, replace the, the cop in District B-13 with Paul Walker's face. Because um, the other guy in the film... 
plays the same role in Brick Mansion, so nothing changes. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. I actually didn't even know, but there's a sequel to it called District B13 Ultimatum, I think. That is on Netflix also, so I, I plan to watch that in the next couple of days, because now that I've started this adventure, i got to finish it. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, definitely upset and saddened by that. Um, but it is what it is, so one out of five. For me, the film sucked pretty bad. Um, my brother-in-law said it was one of the biggest pieces of shit he's seen in a pretty much in recent memory. Let's just say that. So I, I'm not alone there. Um, there are a couple people that do seem to like it, but overall, I think it's got a 27% rotten right now on Rotten Tomatoes and a 50% um, critic rating or fan rating. So yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna move on. I'm gonna actually. I'm going to actually jump right in to the most anticipation list. We're talking about movies. Let's keep the movie talk flowing. So every summer on the show, we, or I run down uh, my most anticipated list. And then at the end of the summer, I do um, my summer ranking, stacking those same films up. And then it's curious to always go back and look and see how close did I get from anticipation of what they actually turned out to be. For the most part, the top 5 to 10 is pretty close, but then everything after that is kind of a crapshoot. Uh, let me take a drink here real quick, sorry. Alright. Some nice cold iced tea. Brought to you by our sponsors at Arizona Iced Tea and Lipton. No, I'm just joking. Um, Alright, so... Let's head on over and we pull up my list here, and I'm going to go down my most anticipated summer movies. Now, summer movies start this upcoming weekend, Friday, May 2nd, with The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it'll end at the end of August. So, May, June, July, August is your summer movie season. When I ranked them out, there was 25 movies that I was interested in, which is pretty common for a summer movie season, so I was pretty much right on par with the last couple of years since I started doing this. And let's do it. Number 25, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Um, the town's most hard-boiled citizens cross paths with some of its most reviled inhabitants. Um, this film's got a lot of people in it, and... Um, the funny thing is, and the reason why it's at the bottom of my list, is I'm actually not a fan of Sin City. I didn't like the first film really at all. and But I was very anxious for it at the time when it came out. So I'm going into this one with an open mind of, you know, hey, it's a sequel. It's been a long time. Maybe this one's going to knock it out the park. So I think the trailer looks pretty interesting. I like the visuals of these films. So I'm going to give it a benefit of the doubt. So Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, and number 25. Number 24 is Blended. Blended is the new comedy film starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Uh, after a bl bad blind date, a man and a woman find themselves stuck together at a resort for families where their attraction grows as their respective kids benefit from the burgeoning relationship. Um, so... I wish this was higher up because I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, but he's been kind of hit and miss lately. What I will give him 
is Adam and Drew Barrymore have great chemistry together. I love The Wedding Singer. I love Fifty First Dates. They just there's something about those two on screen together. And early word now I know when the trailers came out, people were like, "Oh, it looks fucking stupid." Adam Sandler's doing the same old shit. But early word on this film is that it's actually really, really funny. So I'm hoping that he kind of hits it out the park with this one, and and people are kind of not expecting much, but then are going to get kind of blown away. So I have hopes, but not super high hopes, and that's why it's number 24 on the list of most anticipated films, blended at 24. Number 23 is Maleficent. A vindictive fairy is driven to curse an infant princess only to realize the child may be the only one who can restore peace. Uh, Maleficent, of course, stars Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Uh, Ellie Family, Charlotte Copley. Um, this, of course, from Disney. Looks really, really good. Uh, typically, movies like this from Disney are not really in my wheelhouse, um, but I think it looks good enough to make my list. Number 22 is Deliver Us From Evil. Deliver Us From Evil is a movie about a New York police officer, Ralph Sarchi, played by Eric Bana. He investigates a series of crimes. He joins forces with an unconventional priest, schooled in the rituals of exorcism to combat the possessions that are terrorizing their city. Uh, this is based on a true story. Uh, it looks super, super creepy. If you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. Deliver Us From Evil at 22. And number 21, it's a movie called The Signal. A group of college students are lured to the middle of the desert by a hacker. That doesn't really explain much, but I'll tell you what. I just saw this trailer for the very first time on Friday before Brick Mansions. And I was sold right then and there after watching this trailer. It looks really weird. Um, it's like something happens and... Uh, these kids get exposed to something and then they get quarantined and then it looks like this one kid ends up getting some kind of powers off of it. There's something extra extraterrestrial. It looks really, really weird, but it looks really, really unique at the same time. So I don't know all that much about it, but I was so sold on the trailer that it made the signal make the list and the signal comes in at number 21. Um, at number 20, it's Into the Storm. Into the Storm is about a group of high school students that document the events and aftermath of a devastating tornado. Um, if you've seen the teaser trailer for this, which is on our YouTube page, it's on you know all our all our channels. Um, I was pretty sold on the teaser trailer. It, it looks creepy, mad tornadoes and winds and storms and you know airports getting ripped up and airplanes flying all around and um, it, it just looks crazy. And I'm a sucker for natural disaster type movies like this. So, I think Into the Storm looks really, really cool. I don't know much about it, but if you've seen the teaser trailer, that was enough to suck me in. So, number 20, Into the Storm. Number 19 is Lucy. Lucy stars Scarlett Johansson, Morgan Freeman. Uh, it's directed by Luke Besson. Uh, a woman accidentally caught in a dark deal turns the tables on her captors and transforms into a merciless warrior evolved beyond human logic. Uh, Lucy looks really tight, starring Scarlett Johansson. <clears throat> uh, it reminds a lot of people of that movie Limitless that came out with uh, Bradley Cooper a couple years ago. 
basically she has to take this drug and it unlocks like a hundred percent of her brain so she's faster stronger smarter the whole nine and um it's pretty badass and if you've seen any of the marvel films with scarlett johansson you know she can kick ass so uh, i'm looking forward to it lucy at 19 number 18 we're keeping up with one name women 18 is tammy Tammy stars Melissa McCarthy, Susan Sarandon, Dan Aykroyd. Um, after losing her job and learning that her husband has been unfaithful, a woman hits the road with her profane, hard-drinking grandmother. <laughs> um, I really, really like Melissa McCarthy, and I'm thinking this is going to be rated R, and as long as she does a rated R comedy, I'm sold, because the heat was hilarious, Identity Thief was funny. Um, she's just super, super funny. I watch Mike and Molly every week. I love Melissa McCarthy, and the teaser trailer for Tammy looked hilarious as well, so it really sold me in, um, and I like, I, I mean, like I said, the teaser alone really, really sucked me in, so Tammy in number 18. Number 17 is The Purge Anarchy. Purge Anarchy stars Frank Grillo, um, a young couple works to survive on the streets after their car breaks down right after the annual purge commences. Now, that's just a piece of it, you know. Uh, if you, There's two trailers out. One is about this couple that breaks down and is trying to survive through the night. The other trailer focuses on Frank Grillo's character looking kind of like the Punisher, and he's, like, out trying to, like, just stay alive, but also help people from, that are getting messed up from the purge. And um, this one looks really, really good. Now... I loved the concept of the first movie, but I didn't think the payoff was all that well. I did like The Purge, but I didn't think it was all that great just because the movie took place in a house the whole time. What I like about The Purge Anarchy is that it's out on the streets, and that's what I said would always really strive for the film series like this. So, Purge Anarchy comes in number 17. Number 16, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, starring Megan Fox, Will Arnett, William Fitcher... Um, of course, from their home in the storm, sewers of Manhattan, four ninjutsu trained turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello, and their sensei, Master Splinter, battle evil. So, what, what else can I say about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? This is the first time in a long time that we've actually had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, the teaser trailer just was released pretty, pretty recently, and it looked really good. So... I'm on board, man. I think I think they're going to really knock this one out the park. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at number 16. Number 15, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending is directed by the Wachowskis, who, of course, did The Matrix. Uh, this one stars Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, Sean Bean. In the future, a young destitute human woman gets targeted for assassination by the Queen of the Universe and begins her destiny to finish the Queen's reign. Um, not too much is known about this film, but it's the Wachowskis. They love, they know sci-fi super well, and um, I love Mila Kunis. Channing Tatum's growing on me. Um, I think the action looks really, really good. So I'm on board. Jupiter Ascending, number 15. Number 14, Hercules. Hercules, having endured his legendary 12 labors, Hercules, the Greek demigod, has his life as a sword-for-hire tested when the king of Thrace and his daughter seek his aid in defeating a tyrannical warlord. Movie directed by Brett Ratner. This, of course, stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ian McShane, Joseph Fiennes, John Hurt. Um, there's only a teaser trailer out for this so far, but I'm a huge Rock fan. He's probably one of my best actors out right now. So, I'm on board for anything that The Rock does. Hercules comes in at number 14. Number 13 is Sex Tape. 
Sex Tape stars Jason Siegel and Cameron Diaz. A uh, married couple wake up to discover that the sex tape that they made the evening before has gone missing, leading to a frantic search for its whereabouts. Uh, there's two trailers out for this right now. We have them up on our page. Um, there's a red band trailer and the green band trailer. Uh, both really, really funny. I love Jason Siegel. I'll pretty much support anything he does as long as it's a comedy. And Cameron Diaz, when she's put in the right vehicle, can be super funny too. So uh, I'm on board. It comes out in July, sex tape at number 13. Got a slew of comedies going here now. Number 12 is going to be A Million Ways to Die in the West. Directed by Seth MacFarlane, also starring Seth with Charlize Theron, Liam Neeson, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Sarah Silverman, um, a lot of people in this film. Uh, as a cowardly farmer begins to fall for the mysterious new woman in town, he must put his newfound courage to the test when her husband, a notorious gunslinger, announces his arrival. Uh, this looks hilarious, especially if you've seen the Red Band trailer. I'm totally on board for this. <laughs> you know, uh, Ted is hilarious. Family Guy is hilarious. I love anything Seth MacFarlane's got his hands on. So I'm on board. A Million Ways to Die in the West at number 12. Number 11, another movie that kind of came out of nowhere, but I was so floored by the trailer that it made number 11 on my list. It's Let's Be Cops. Let's Be Cops stars uh, Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr., both of who are on New Girl, and I love New Girl, so these guys already have great chemistry together. Two struggling pals dress as police officers for a costume party and become neighborhood sensations. When these newly minted heroes get tangled in real life, web of mobsters and dirty detectives, they must put their fake badges on the line. So, really funny trailer, the Red Band especially. Uh, we just put the Green Band trailer on our YouTube page a couple days ago. So if you haven't seen it, uh, head on over and check out the trailers over on YouTube.com slash Am I on the Air. Let's Be Cops looks hilarious. And this is another one of those ones that just the trailer came out and I was so floored by it. And I was like, where the hell did this movie come from? Because I had no idea this was even being made. Um, but it's going to be great. So Let's Be Cops in number 11. Number 10, another comedy, it's Neighbors. Neighbors comes out next month. Uh, a couple with a newborn baby face unexpected difficulties after they're forced to live next to a fraternity house. Starring Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne, Zac Efron. Um, this looks really, really funny. The, all the trailers have been just killing me lately. Um, you know, I love anything Seth Rogen's attached to. And, uh... This just, every trailer that's come out, every TV spot, everything just looks so good. And I hear nothing but great things from the pre-screenings that have happened for Neighbors. So, Neighbors sits number 10 on my list. Number 9, we're getting into the nitty-gritty. Number 9 is Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow stars Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. A soldier fighting in a war with aliens finds himself caught in a time loop of his last day in battle. Though he becomes better skilled along the way. This one you don't know too much about. The trailers have done a great job of kind of teasing you. Um, but I love when Tom Cruise does these kind of sci-fi type films. It, they're always fun. I love Emily Blunt. She's beautiful. Um, Tom knows how to do these great action movies. I love sci-fi. This one just has me written all over it. So I'm looking very, very forward to Edge of Tomorrow. Um, number nine, number eight, the expendables three. Yes. The expendables three starring all the expendables. I don't want to get into all of them, but basically the team comes face to face, uh, with a new villain played by, um, Mel Gibson. 
So this one looks awesome. They've added Antonio Banderas and they've added uh, Wesley Snipes. So a lot of new additions. Uh, of course, you still got Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Statham and Jet Li and Dolph Lundgren and all those guys. Um, Randy Couture. We've only seen two little teaser trailers so far for this, but I love the first two films. Part two is actually really, really good. I mean, I loved it ten times more than the original film, so I'm just going to imagine what they're doing with part three. So, Expendables 3 at number eight. Number seven, I think we go back to our last comedy. Yep, our last comedy on the list comes in at number seven, and yep, it's 22 Jump Street. After making their way through high school, big changes are in store for Officers Smith and Jenko when they go deep undercover at a local college. Starring again, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, along with Ice Cube and Dave Franco, um... 21 Jump Street is one of the most hilarious films in recent memory. Uh, 22 Jump Street, I hope, is no different. So, an easy number 7 spot for 22 Jump Street. Number 6 is Godzilla. Yes, Godzilla hitting theaters next month as well. And, um, what can you say, man? If you've seen any of these trailers, um, Godzilla looks awesome. And, uh, World's most famous monsters pitted against um, violent creatures who bolster by humanity's scientific arrogance threaten our very existence. Uh, not too much is known about this. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that there's other creatures in this film. Um, this stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston, Ken Wannabe, um, Watanabe. Sorry. Um, it, it looks great. Once again, all the teasers, all the TV spots, everything looks so good for Godzilla. And they're doing the great thing with the marketing where you only get like really quick, quick glimpses of Godzilla. So you don't, you don't get too much. So it's really going to be a, awesome to see uh, when you do get to see it in the theater and you see the full size monster come, come to life. Hope this washes out any idea of that other Godzilla movie that Roland Emmerich did back in the 90s. I want to stay far away from that one. This looks like a true Godzilla film. Godzilla at number six. Number five. Here we go, baby. Top five. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Starring Gary Oldman, Carrie Russell, Andy Serkis. Uh, survivors of the simian plague trigger an all-out war between humanity and Caesar's growing forces. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was a five-star movie for me. I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It was done so well. So good. This film here, the follow-up, it takes place, I believe, eight eight or ten years after the last film, um, where the plague is really hit, and it's pretty much wiped out a lot of humanity. And Caesar, of course, the, the, the main ape, uh, has, has gathered his troops, and they're ready to go, and they're fighting this war. And so far, we only have one little teaser trailer for this, and it definitely teased the hell out of me. I can't wait to see a full trailer. And... Um, what can I say, man? I'm super, super stoked for this. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at number five. Number four. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Peter Parker runs the gauntlet as a mysterious company, Oscorp, sends up a slew of supervillains against him, impacting on his life. Once again directed by Mark Webb, starring Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Jamie Foxx, and Paul Giamatti. Uh, this looks great. Spider-Man 2 looks better than the first film, and I really love the reboot. Um... 
the reboot was the first film I saw as a married man. So, uh, holds a little special place in my heart. Uh, this is the first film. This comes out Friday. This is the first film of the summer that's going to kick everything off on May 2nd. And, um, I will be seeing it this, this weekend. So I'll have a review on the next episode. Um, what can I say? It looks great. Not much more I can say about it. Comes in at number four, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Coming in at number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy starring Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista. Um, in the far reaches of space, an American pilot named Peter Quill finds himself the object of a manhunt after stealing an orb coveted by the villainous Ronin. Um, this, of course, is the new Marvel film. It comes out in August. Uh, it's really off the beaten path. It is included in the cinematic universe, but it takes place pretty much 99% all in space. And um, I love the first trailer for this film. It looks like it's going to have some great humor to it, awesome action. And uh, I applaud Marvel for really taking a risk with this one. I think it's going to pay off. So this looks great to me. I love everybody involved. Guardians of the Galaxy at number three. Number two. And I gotta tell you, man, my number two and my number one, so close. <laughs> so close. You could really flip a coin on it. Um, so number two, I landed on X-Men Days of Future Past. I've been looking forward to this movie for so long. Um, this is almost like an Avengers-type film for X-Men fans, because you're getting the first-class crew, you're getting the original trilogy crew, all together in the same film. And that's something that's pretty damn special. And everything I've seen from this film looks so amazing. I mean, beyond amazing. The way that they've blurred the lines here. Um, the X-Men send Wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event of, that is, results in doom for both humans and mutants. Of course, they send Wolverine back to stop the, the Sentinels which pretty much wipe out all the mutants in the future. Um, this, of course, is setting up for X-Men Apocalypse that will come out in 2016. Um, you know, so good. This just looks so amazing. And uh, for a lot of people, this is the most anticipated film of the summer. And like I said, for me, it really is a flip of a coin. Um, tonight, I say it's not. Tomorrow, I could say it is. Um, I think it's going to be one of the best movies of the summer. Um, but I landed it at number two, um, but I'm super stoked for this. It comes out in just about a month. And my number one, Transformers Age of Extinction. An automobile, an automobile mechanic and his daughter make a discovery that brings down the Autobots and Decepticons and a paranoid government official on them. This time starring Mark Wahlberg, um, what can you say, man? You know, for, for a lot of people... You know, this Transformers is going to be kind of on the bubble for them. Because this franchise has been kind of hit and miss for some people. Some people just absolutely love it, like me. And other people are kind of hit and miss. Some people like the first one, but they don't like the other ones. Like, whatever the case may be. I'm a big fan of this trilogy. First film is one of the best films ever. To me, it's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. I love the original Transformers. Second one for me is really, really good. Third one is really, really good as well. I love it as a trilogy. I think they're great action films. Um, I like that they took a little break. And I love the fact that this one here allows them to kind of reboot, but not reboot. And continue just several years after the events of the third film. Um, and kind of take a different approach. You know, switch up the humans that they deal with. Bring in Mark Wahlberg. 
no more Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, you know, I like the mix that they're doing. I like the redesigns of the vehicles. They brought in Dinobots. <laughs> I mean, come on, Grimlock, Optimus Prime riding on Grimlock. How can you say any other movie is, is better than this when it comes down to, to your top movies of the summer? Uh, this just looks so good. Directed by Michael Bay once again. The guy knows his action. Rip on him all you want, but nobody does an action film like Michael Bay. And, um... Yeah, there's only one trailer out so far for this, but I love it. So, yeah, um, kind of a no-brainer for me just because I'm such a big fan of the franchise. So, easily for me, I'm way excited to see how Transformers Age of Extinction plays out to make it my number one film. All right, well, that's a hell of a list right there, and I hope that helped you guys out kind of figuring out what you want to do this summer. I'm going to run it down again real quick with no explanation, just the way it ranked out. 25, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. 24, Blended. 23, Maleficent. 22, Deliver Us From Evil. 21, The Signal. 20, Into the Storm. 19, Lucy. 18, Tammy. 17, The Purge Anarchy. 16, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 15, Jupiter Ascending, 14, Hercules, 13, Sex Tape, 12 is A Million Ways to Die in the West, 11 is Let's Be Cops, 10 is Neighbors, 9 is Edge of Tomorrow, 8 is The Expendables 3, 7 is 22 Jump Street, 6 is Godzilla, number 5 is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, number 4 is The Amazing Spider-Man 2, number 3 is Guardians of the Galaxy, number 2 is X-Men Days of Future Past, and number 1, Transformers Age of Extinction. There you have it, my friends, my most anticipated summer movies of 2014. And now I really need to take a drink again. Hold on. That left me parched. All right. Let's now run down the news of the week. As fluidly and quickly as we can. A new trailer released this week is House of Dust. You can see that over on the Facebook page. Speaking of X-Men, Patrick Stewart was interviewed recently and he teased another potential return in X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, So that was kind of interesting because they've already announced that X-Men Apocalypse will be primarily the um, first class crew. So there wasn't really any need for the original trilogy guys to come back. But Patrick Stewart is making it sound like he may be popping up in Apocalypse. I would love to see it. I love Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier, so I'll take it. Uh, Hayden Panettiere looks like she is not returning for Heroes Reborn. Um, several months ago I reported that they're bringing Heroes back next year as a miniseries. And uh, I was wondering, you know, are they going to get a whole new cast? Are they going to try to bring people back? Haven't heard too much on that front until last week when the news came out about Hayden uh, saying at this point doesn't look like she's returning. So that kind of sucks because the show kind of revolved around Save the Cheerleader, Save the World, right? She was the cheerleader, so that kind of sucks. Quinn Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Um, might actually still happen just with a new ending. This was the script that got leaked a couple months back on the on the internet, and um, after it got leaked, Quentin said, "Nope, that's it. I'm not doing this movie anymore." 
Well, he's had a couple months to chill out about it, and now he's kind of at a point where he's like, I'm thinking about maybe still doing this film, and I'll just change the ending of the film so people don't know what's coming. So I know a lot of people are excited about it. This is a Western, so I'm not too stoked on it because I don't like Western movies, um, but I'm glad that he's going through with a project that he was super happy about um, and just needs to twist the ending up a little bit, so good for him. Simon Kinberg, who's working on the new Fantastic Four, says that the new reboot of Fantastic Four is a coming-of-age story. Eh, I don't know what to really even take from that statement, because that sounds like typical producer kind of mumbo-jumbo. Of course it's a coming-of-age story, whatever. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson updates us on Resident Evil 6. It is going to finally start happening here soon. The film was originally supposed to come out... um, in September of this year. Uh, no way that that's happening anymore. They haven't even started filming. Um, they don't even have a script yet. So, uh, But Paul said that they are working on the script right now, and they will hopefully start filming by the end of the year, and it should come out in 2015. So, Resident Evil 6 is on the way. Um, it's really funny. On the TV right now, I have it muted, but... There's a movie on called Big Ass Spider. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it's super, super cheesy. And it's funny because I'm talking to you guys, and every time I look up at the television, there's some big cheesy, you know, CGI-looking spider uh, stabbing somebody or spitting goo in people's faces, and it just looks so cheesy. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, Danny Boyles and talks to direct a new Steve Jobs film, and he's looking to add Leonardo DiCaprio to the film as Jobs. Now, this was... Um, they were looking at David Fincher to do this. They really wanted Christian Bale to be Jobs, and then David Fincher dropped out from what it sounds like is a money issue, like he just didn't want to do it for the fee that they gave him. Um... Now, they're saying that Danny Boyle's in negotiations, and and according to Danny Boyle, his first choice for the role would be Leo. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Veep, Silicon Valley, both of those shows have been renewed over at HBO. So, congratulations to them. Tom Hanks is attached to a new Cold War thriller, and Steven Spielberg is actually in negotiations to possibly direct it. So, very cool there. John Turturro has replaced Robert De Niro in HBO's new James Gandolfini mini uh, Criminal Justice. So to really break that down, because <laughs> that was a lot there, um, HBO is doing a new miniseries called Criminal Justice. It, it was the star James Gandolfini, but then James passed away, unfortunately. Then Robert De Niro stepped in to take over the role. And now it looks like Robert's not going to do it. And John Totoro has stepped in to take over the role. So, ugh, lots of changes on that front. But that's the latest John Totoro stepping in on criminal justice. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the story, but it was weird enough that we posted it on the site this week. Uh, Ice Road Truckers driver allegedly kidnapped, beat, and threatened to kill a Vegas prostitute. I am not making this up. If you like the full story, head on over to our Facebook page or Twitter stream and see that. Um, Our first Everything Wrong With this week that we have is Everything Wrong With Spider-Man in 11 minutes or less. We also have Everything Wrong With Spider-Man 2 um, as well. So, very, very exciting stuff. They they were both really, really good. So, uh, Everything Wrong With Amazing Spider-Man. 
no, not Amazing Spider-Man, I'm sorry, the Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Those are up on the page. Um, Faisal actually tweeted out a really cool photo from the Fast and Furious 7 production this week um, with him on set with Paul Walker's two brothers. As we reported, his brothers have stepped in and they're doing, you know, like stand-in shots and they're doing a lot of background shots, stuff like that, to replace Paul Walker. And um, it was just a pretty cool, sweet picture to see Vin on set talking to the two brothers. Um, I think it's really cool that they're bringing the brothers in like that. Um, the guys, uh, Simon Kinberg and the guys over at Disney stated this week for the record that the new Star Wars films are not going to draw from the expanded universe. <clears throat> what that means for a lot of people is, of course, you know, after the, um, Return of the Jedi, there's a lot of books and games and all this kind of stuff that they consider expanded universe that you know, continue the story and continue to tell the story of all these characters that we've grown to know and love. And um, so they were just stating for the record that um, the new films are not going to pull from that expanding universe. They're going to do their own thing. So um, if you were hoping for some kind of villains or anything like that out of the expanding universe, don't. <laughs> um, cameras are officially rolling on Terminator Genesis now, so that is awesome. It's always very cool to see when a movie we've been talking about actually starts filming and it starts to become real. So, very cool there. <clears throat> um, Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, producer extraordinaire, uh, talked this week about Bad Boys 3 and National Treasure 3. Um, he says they want to make both films, and, write, and with Bad Boys, it's really just a matter of timing. Uh, he says they're working on a script, but the biggest issue is Will Smith's schedule. They say that, you know, when Will is ready, they're not ready. And when they're ready, Will's not ready. So it's kind of a back-and-forth game with Will Smith. On the front of National Treasure 3, uh, they definitely want to do that film. They were both super big successes for the company. and um, But they say that the script is super, super, super tricky to do. Um, because of the fact that the movie plays on like clues and, and actually real stuff in history, uh, they have to really do a smart script to come up with. And they said they've been kind of tossing a lot of ideas back and forth. And they just haven't found the right one yet. So it's coming, and they hope to make it within the next couple of years. So Bad Boys 3 and National Treasure 3 are both on the table right now. It's just really getting everything together and lining all the pieces up. Um, Roberto Orsi wants to direct the next Star Trek film. Um, Roberto Orsi is part of a writing duo, um, with Alex Kurtzman, and they're a really cool duo. They do a, they wrote, like, all the Transformers films, they did the two Star Trek films, they, they, um, I think they wrote Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're writing Amazing Spider-Man 3, uh, they've been involved with a lot of projects that I'm super fond of, so I love these two guys. Of course, J.J. Abrams cannot direct... Star Trek 3 because he's doing Star Wars. Um, now, Roberto wrote the script and is writing the script for Star Trek 3, so he supposedly has the blessing of J.J. Abrams, but the studio is now pondering if they want to take the risk now. And it's a big risk. You know, he's never directed anything before, so to say, you know, yeah, you're a great writer, but we're going to hand you over the, the keys to, you know, the first... <laughs> you know, your first movie, and it's going to be a $200 million big-budget film, that's that's pretty damn risky. So, um, I don't know. 
we'll we'll see what happens on that. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. Um, now speaking of Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, unfortunately they're actually splitting up as a movie team. So these guys have been writers and they own a production company together. Supposedly their TV production company will continue to operate, but from the movie stuff, they're splitting off. Um, you know, Roberto Orsi wants to do Star Trek. Alex Kurtzman is actually going to direct the Venom movie. Um, these guys got a lot of projects going on. Supposedly this is all amicable, um, but they need to split up and do their own thing. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer, especially for me, because I think these guys are amazing together, and I love everything they do. So it, it, it kind of is a little sad to, to see them split up as a team. Um Uh, box office milestone this week. Go oh, back on April 23rd. Captain America: The Winter Soldier passed the 600 million worldwide mark. So, gigantic news for Captain America: Winter Soldier, making waves once again. Um, 600 million dollars. Um, it has done 160 percent more business than the first Captain America did in its entire run, and Cap is still bringing in a lot of money, so it's not even close to being over yet, so congratulations, man, to everyone involved in Captain America, Marvel, and everyone. So, so good. Uh, Len Wiseman is going to direct a new supernatural military movie uh, called Black Chapter, so, cool. Um, Dimension Films is planning a new underwater thriller called 47 Meters Down. John Turtletub is set to direct A Small World. I don't know why we need a movie based on It's a Small World, because it's one of the silliest rides at Disneyland, but I guess we're getting a movie out of it. <laughs> so, yay! Um... It looks like they are setting up to do multiple sequels to Jurassic World. No shocker here. Every big budget movie is set up to do sequels. This is just the first time that they've confirmed it from a studio standpoint that that's the plan. Um, it was really cool back on April 23rd as well. Uh, we retweeted uh, a tweet that Mark Ruffalo sent out. He said, Today was the first day of shooting Age of Ultron when all the Avengers were reassembled awesome sight, and uh, that was really, really cool, because they've been filming for for about a month now, Um, but that was the first day that everyone was on set together for the first time, and, you know, for him to tweet that out and be so stoked, like we are as fans, I thought that was pretty damn cool, Uh, because I bet that is such a cool sight when everybody's on on set together at the same time, very, very cool. Um, We also have the return dates, I'm not going to go through all of it, um, but if you'd like to check it out, we have the return dates for the USA Network for Suits, Covert Affairs, and Royal Pains, plus a couple other shows. Uh, That article is up on the the Twitter, and, uh, yeah, the Twitter page. Um, Guess what? Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Barbie is going to get a live-action feature film. Yep, it's done, it's been greenlit, it's coming. A Barbie movie. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. I... I don't know. I I can't even get into it anymore. But yes, a Barbie movie is coming. Plus, a third Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie is coming. I didn't even know there was a second one, let alone a third one coming. 
We got the new second trailer for Sin City A Dame to Kill for, my 25th most anticipated movie of the summer. Um, William Hurt has dropped out of the Midnight Rider movie. Uh, Midnight Rider, if you haven't read, you know, and I actually was just getting familiar with the story a couple of days ago, but I guess back in February, um, one of the members of the crew of Easy Rider, they were filming a scene up on a train track, and she got hit by a train and got killed. And production of the movie has been put on hold, and they were getting ready to start refilming again. And um, William Hurt is one of the main actors in the film. He's actually playing uh, the lead role. And he said, you know what, I just, I can't do it. I, I don't want anything to do with this film, and I'm out. So he actually left the project, so there's a big gap here when it comes to this film. Um, and then on top of that, the Greg Alman, who this movie is based on, the character that William Hurt was playing, has also come out and begged the studio to not go through and make this film. So he's come out now and he said, please, for the sake of everyone involved, don't make it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it looks like the studio is still going to go through with it, but a lot of people are coming out now saying don't. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. HBO has inked a new exclusive deal with Amazon Prime. This is pretty cool. They're going to do something exclusive there to where their shows will be available to stream through Prime without an HBO subscription. So as long as you have Prime, you'll be able to watch this stuff. So that's pretty cool. It won't. I don't think it'll have everything like HBO Go does, but I'm sure it'll have all the main shows that HBO does. So that's pretty damn cool. Uh, Johnny Depp's new movie, Mordecai, is going to hit theaters uh, winter 2015. I was saddened by this, but VH1 has canceled Best Week Ever. <laughs> I love Best Week Ever. This is one of my favorite shows. It's just a weekly recap of pop culture stuff and with a comedy spin. And this is just a show that's been going on for a while at VH1. They actually stopped it a couple years ago for a couple years, and then they brought it back. And, and it's just been so good. I love it. But VH1 says no more. And that really bums me out. Um... Charlize Theron and Andy Samberg are going to be hosting Saturday Night Live in May. Um, Lupita Nyong'o has been named People Magazine's Most Beautiful Woman. Um, I don't want to get into a rant here. Um, I did a little bit on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh, I totally disagree with this, and I just don't understand it. (laughs) This is one that I just can't wrap my head around. Um, No disrespect to her. She could be cute. But most beautiful? No. Not not even close. But, hey, that's their decision. So she's had a great year, and it was probably just easy for them to throw her on the on the cover of the magazine. So congratulations to Lupita. People Magazine is most beautiful. John Travolta is going to be named Hollywood's most popular all-time star over in India. <laughs> so congratulations to John Travolta. Um... Speaking of Lupita, her and Scarlett Johansson are also in talks to voice some characters in Disney's new Jungle Book remake, so that's cool. Uh, Meg Ryan has joined um, How I Met Your Dad, and she's going to actually voice the mother in the sitcom. So if you saw How I Met Your Father, or How I Met Your Mother, I'm getting confused now because I'm looking at How I Met Your Dad. If you watched How I Met Your Mother, when Ted, the main character of the show, 
was speaking to his kids, you always heard his grown-up adult voice. Um, and the voice was actually Bob Saget. You never saw Bob Saget in the entire nine years the show was on, but you heard his voice in every episode. It's going to be the same thing. And this here, the mother's going to be telling the story to her kids, and the mother's voice will be narrated by Meg Ryan. So, pretty cool. Uh, we have the new Green Band trailer of Sex Tape. Check it out on the YouTube channel. Uh, Jessica Chastain in the rumor mill, supposedly she's been offered the lead role in Mission Impossible 5. Um, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Jessica Chastain is awesome, great actress, and I think she'd be pretty cool to stick into a movie like this with Tom Cruise. So I'm all for it. For now, it's just a rumor, but we'll let that one ride. The third Hobbit film. It was going to be called There and Back Again. It's got a new title. The new title for the third and final Hobbit film is The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. I could care less. I hate the Hobbit films, but hey, I bring you the news whether I like it or not. So the new Hobbit film, no longer there and back again. It is now The Battle of the Five Armies. Um, Friday the 13th is set to become a new TV series, and it's going to explore Jason Voorhees' family history. Uh, I get a feeling that this is because of the success of Bates Motel. You know, Bates Motel being a prequel, telling the origin story of everybody, and uh, I can see them doing something similar like that to Friday the 13th. So, I'm interested, I'm not overly thrilled, but it could be something pretty cool. Um, Gem and the Holograms has finally found its stars. Now, this is something that's funny because the the movie started filming... And I was like, how is this movie filming already when we haven't heard anyone announced as as anybody in this film? Um, but they finally uh, have lined it all up. So, let me see here. Um, Aubrey Peoples, best known for her TV show Nashville. She's been cast as Jem. Uh, the movies are being directed by John M. Chu. The holograms have also been cast. Stephanie Scott, who starred on Disney's Ant Farm, will play Jem's sister, Kimber. Pretty Little Liars actress Aurora Perineu will play Shana. And the Fosters, Haley Kiyoko, has been cast as Asia. So there you go. I don't really know any of these chicks, and I still don't know what I feel about a Gem in the Holograms movie, but it's definitely happening, and there's your gems. Amanda Seyfried has joined Warner Brothers' Peter Pan adaptation, Pan. This is the one starring Hugh Jackman. Um, So, hey, another good piece of talent added to that mix. The Killing. The final season of The Killing is going to hit Netflix on August 1st. The Zombieland guys, the guys who pen Zombieland, they are going to write a script for the Watch Dogs film. So, this makes me excited. Uh, it's just funny that they're already talking about a Watch Dogs movie when the video game itself hasn't even come out yet. Uh, Watch Dogs is a new video game that's coming out at the end of May, and I think it looks amazing. And I can definitely see the theatrical element to it. Um, I'm just shocked that a game that's not even out yet that they're already talking movie status for. So, um, love Zombieland. I think those guys have a great, great grasp on everything. So, I'll take it, man. I'll take, I'll take them being behind a Watch Dogs film. For show. Sasha Baron Cohen. He's got a new comedy film he's working on called Grimsby. 
and his brother in the film is going to now be Mark Strong. I love Mark Strong, and I, I for some reason, when I read this, when, when the news came out, I was like, I see it. <laughs> I see it. It's going to be awesome to see Mark Strong in a straight-up comedy like this. I'm very, very excited on this front. Batman versus Superman. Yes, they've added another character and another potential hero. Ray Fisher has been cast as Cyborg. Now, I don't know. Cyborg, of course, does become a member of the Justice League. So, are we actually going to see Cyborg in this film? Or are we just seeing him, the alter ego, before he becomes Cyborg? I'm thinking that's the case. I find it hard to believe that of all characters, they're going to shove Cyborg into this film. Because Cyborg is just not widely known like a lot of the other characters. And I just don't see the point right now in their production slate to add a whole other superhero into it. So my idea is that they'll introduce him you know, before he's cyborg in that world so then when they want to, you know, go towards the cyborg route later, you're already familiar with that character and that he's been around in this universe. That's my guess. I really don't think we're going to see actual cyborg in the film. Um, but it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know much about Ray Fisher. Supposedly he's a um, Broadway actor. So, um, he's supposed to be really, really good. He played Muhammad Ali online, uh, on, uh, Broadway. So, he definitely is a great actor. And I, you know, so we'll see. He looks the part. He definitely looks like Cyborg in the comics. So, um, that's just my take. A lot of people are running and being like, man, there's too many heroes. This is crazy. I can't believe the movie's doing this. It's going to be such shit. Calm down. I'm pretty sure this is going to be... The studio's already said this role isn't going to even be that big. So I'm really assuming he's just going to be the alter ego before the accident, before he comes cyborg, just to introduce his character. So, there you go. Congratulations to Seth Meyers. He's going to be hosting the 2014 Emmys. Um, BET has renewed the game, Being Mary Jane, Real Husbands of Hollywood. And, um, yeah... So congratulations to all of them. MTV has renewed the real world and has ordered a new series from the Buck Wild producers. Um, Jane Got a Gun. This is a new movie that Natalie Portman's been working on that has gotten different directors and different actors have come in and dropped out. And This project just seems like a clusterfuck. It was supposed to come out this summer. It just got pushed back to early 2015. So the film continues to have trouble as it won't even come out this year anymore. We have a bunch of new uh, movie posters posted on our Facebook page. So if you'd like to check that out, and I do recommend you do because there's some pretty sweet posters, um, go over to facebook.com slash air and just click on the movie posters um, album and you can check these all out. A whole bunch of them. Um... We posted a picture on Friday that could possibly be the first set picture of Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, a lot of sites are reporting this, and a lot of sites are saying, oh, it's true. A lot of sites are saying, no, it's it's fake. It's Photoshop, blah, 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 blah. We posted the picture. Take it for what it is. 
it looks pretty cool, and it kind of fits the description we've been hearing about, which is the shorter ears. Um, this one, this suit has white eyes, which I think looks really awesome. Um, so I hope this is him. It looks like him. It looks like his chin. Um, so take the picture for what it is. If you want to see it, it's actually on our Twitter page. So go to twitter.com slash am I on the air, and uh, you can see that first picture of the supposed Batfleck. <laughs> Um, um so we were talking about Star Wars and expanded universe and all this stuff. They also came out well, I think on Friday and set the record straight on what they consider canon. Canon means what they pay attention to as far as the timeline of events. So the six films that are already out um are a part of it. And then on top of that, the um, Clone Wars animated show, and they have a new show called Rebels that is coming out. It's another animated show. Rebels is supposed to be a part of canon also. And then, of course, the new films that they're doing now. So that's to set the record straight on the Star Wars Expanded Universe stuff. Um, All the new trailers... Third Person is another new trailer. It looks pretty cool. Um, I'm upset at 20th Century Fox again because I did try to post the Gone Girl trailer and the new X-Men trailer on our YouTube page, and they globally blocked me again. (laughs) And I don't understand why, because every other movie studio has been very, very cool and cooperative with us and have allowed us to post, except for 20th Century Fox. I've I've tweeted them a couple times and I can't get a response. I just want to know what do I need to do to get you all to buy in and let me promote your damn movies. <laughs> I don't see the big problem here. Um, we got another new trailer for As Above, So Below. That's another horror film. The Disney Channel has greenlit a Teen Beach movie sequel. Um, yeah. And I think... That gets us up to speed. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Let me... run down these music and movie charts, and we will call it a night. Let's go on over to our albums. Coming in number 10, now 49, Various Artists. Number 9, She Looks So Perfect by 5 Seconds of Summer. Number 8 is Pure Heroine by Lord. Number 7 is Girl by Pharrell Williams. Number 6 is Crash My Party by Luke Ryan. Number five is Lights Out by Ingrid Michaelson. Number four is Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. Number three is Rivers in the Wasteland by Need to Breathe. Number two is Testimony by August Alsina. And number one, again, is the Frozen soundtrack. Over in the singles, number ten is Team by Lord. Number nine is Loyal by Chris Brown featuring Lil Wayne and French Montana. Um, number eight is Not a Bad Thing by Justin Timberlake. Number seven is Turn Down for What? DJ Snake and Lil John. Number six is Pompeii by Bastille. Number five is Let It Go by Adina Menzel. Number four is Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Number three is Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. Number two is All of Me by John Legend. And number one, once again, don't make me say it, Pharrell with Happy. Moving on. <laughs> Here's the movie charts. Uh, in 
on DVD and Blu-ray this Tuesday is The Legend of Hercules, Labor Day, and Devil's Due. In theaters on Friday is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Walk of Shame. And here's your top 10 box office. Number 10 is A Haunted House 2 with 3.3 million. Number 9 is Bears with 3.6 million. Number 8 is Divergent with 3.6 million. Number 7 is The Quiet Ones with 4 million. Number 6 is Transcendence with 4.1 million. I gotta say on Transcendence front, 62% drop from last week. The film has only made $18 million in two weeks, and it's on a hundred-plus million dollar budget. Transcendence, ouch. Number five is Brick Mansions with $9.6 million. Number four is Rio 2 with $13.7 million. Number three is Heaven is for Real with $13.8 million. Number two, finally getting bumped out of the top spot after three weeks at number one, it's Captain America the Winter Soldier with $16 million. Actually, just saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier again this past weekend. I saw it in IMAX 3D. So good. Still five stars, by the way. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was so good in IMAX. And number one uh, is a debut. It's the other woman. The other woman is the new film with Cameron Diaz, uh, Leslie Mann, Kate Upton. <laughs> um, you know, nice female-driven uh, romantic uh, rom-com there. Um, the other woman with a very nice debut to become the number one film, $24.7 million. So good. That is a real nice debut there. I never expected it because <laughs> the reviews have been horrible, and I think the film's sitting at a 30% Rotten Tomato. Uh, but hey, I guess women were really looking for something good to get out to this weekend. So there you have it. The other woman, congratulations. Number one, your new first new number one film in almost a month with 24.7 million and that my friends will wrap it on this jam-packed edition of am i on the air so thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening as always i really do appreciate it um i was trying to get nick back for tonight we were going to do the um i was going to surprise you guys we're going to do the box office uh, anticipation list together um, that was a plan for the last couple months, actually, to do this, and unfortunately, once again, and this is why we don't do the show together anymore, because timing just makes it, it's just hard. There's so much going on right now, it just, it's very hard to sync up, so unfortunately, we couldn't make it work, so we'll try to get something else going down the road, but, um, yeah, so, uh, let me shout out the affiliates, um, number one, uh, the affiliate reddragonsradio.com, we always stream it on there. Lots of different things brewing for Red Dragons Radio. Follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio. Uh, the Excess Radio Network over at, at Excess Radio. Um, I'm kind of fighting with Ultimate Sports Talk right now, so I don't know if I want to shout them out at this point because they've not been upholding their end of the deal. So I'm going to just skip over that this week. Um, you can, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please download, rate, subscribe, give us a nice five-star review. Um, the more you review us on iTunes, the higher up we move up the list and other people can find us. So if you need a link, just head on over to our affiliate slash iTunes tab over on amiontheair.com and click on the iTunes button. Um, of course, for us, amiontheair.com is the official webpage. Bookmark it. Make it a part of your day. 
that's where you're going to see trailers, and you can listen to the show, and you can see movie reviews, all of the above, on amiontheair.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash amiontheair. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash amiontheair. Follow me on Twitter at dxdonmega. And uh, you can find all this info on our social tab on the webpage as well. So if you don't remember anything, just head on over there. Uh, you can also uh, add us to your circle on Google+. <laughs> you, If you want to listen to us on the go, you can do that with the Stitcher app. Stitcher is a great app to get on all mobile devices. It's free, and you can listen to us in syndication all the time right there on Stitcher. Um... I always feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah. So for this Sunday night, I thank you so much for tuning in. Um, my friends, like I said, next weekend, I will be reviewing The Amazing Spider-Man 2. We'll be checking that out in IMAX 3D as well. And um, summer movie season is upon us. So stay away from Brick Mansions. Tonight's episode, Shit Mansions, should sum that up for you very well. Um, My name is Don Mega. I appreciate you tuning in. This has been Am I on the Air. Till next time, peace. Don Mega, Don Mega, Don Mega.